week number 25. Welcome in. Thank you for joining me. Oh, I sound a little bit rusty today, don't I? A bit deeper or something. Well, here we go, too. The subject line is, who wears the money pants, Luke? Question mark. Money mail number 25 that went out in October 2020. Keepthechange.co.nz if you want to encourage somebody to subscribe and do some learning as well that would be great let's jump into this week's lesson and see what it was all about my business partner and I were growing a business called school rebates we help parents claim back a million dollars for the government these parents didn't from the government these parents didn't know that they were entitled to a third of their school donations back we made it easy for them to do it online I'll just give you a little bit of the background here so we if you pay a donation in New Zealand, you can claim a third of that back. Now, a lot of parents have to donate to their school, or well, they don't have to, it's allegedly uh, voluntary, but they feel like it's compulsory. However, they pay this money each year to their schools for their kids, and they make a donation, and they can actually claim a third of that donation back. Now, a lot of parents didn't know that they could do this, and so there was hundreds or maybe it was tens of millions, I think it was hundreds of millions of dollars of donations that had been made over um, the the prior years. And you could go right back through the last four years and you could claim back your school donations if you hadn't previously. So we made an online system that people could work through so that they could come back and claim their missing school um, donations that they hadn't claimed previously. And unfortunately... Most people didn't have receipts, so we had to go to each of the schools that they'd been and paid donations to and say, hey, can we get a copy of these receipts and then file those with the IRD. So we thought, this is going to be huge and so many people are going to do it and we'll be able to charge a margin on each of the fees and refine the process, do it really slick and quickly, keep our costs down and make a bit of money, but it was very evident very quickly that wasn't necessarily the case because a lot of people, they did, they were happy to do it. We, we thought it was too hard for them to do through the IRD, but really they just didn't know that they could do it. So once they knew that they could do it through our education and our uh, marketing and our stories and um, case studies, they were just like, oh, cheers for the info, we'll go off and do it. And we were left with the dribs and drabs that were wanting us to do it for them. But it was still cool and learnt a lot and we helped thousands of parents around the country get money back and educate them that they could do that. And we refunded close to a million dollars back out to Kiwi parents as well. So it was a really cool journey uh, to go on. But I learned some crazy things along the way. And one was that we noticed that 85% of claims were completed by the woman of the relationship. We changed the targeting of our adverts to be seen by females only, as we thought blokes weren't interested. After a couple of months, we checked the website data and we saw that the visitors to the website were 50% men and 50% women. How could that be? Because we'd spent thousands of dollars getting women to come to the site. What the hell? Well, we had it wrong. Men hunt and gather, gather. Women decide when the trigger gets pulled. The majority of financial transactions in a household are decided by women. Sorry, lads. You might think you wear the pants, but you probably didn't even choose the pair you were wearing. Let that sink in. Every car yard has two salespeople. The first one works for the yard, and the second one is the male trying to convince the partner that the vehicle is the right one. If 75 to 80% of financial transactions in a household are decided by the woman, what do we need to think about? Well, obviously getting on the same page. 
This is bloody tough, as we come from different money upbringings with different beliefs and different ways of thinking. They end up colliding in a relationship and turn into arguments the car dealer knows you have in your shitty car on the drive home. Talking about money with your loved one is tough. Foolishly, we tie so much emotion to money. These conversations need to be transactional and unemotional. You know what makes them easier? Having a plan that you both agree on and work towards. Financial goals. What life looks like in five years. How you would navigate a big bill. Who's spending beyond the budget. This is one of the exercises in the Keep the Change Night School that users have found useful. All this good stuff that will help you have a roadmap to work towards when things get shaky or when impulse purchases tempt you both. What did you just learn? If you're a lady, you're probably gearing up to make 8 out of 10 financial decisions this weekend and probably didn't even know it. There's nothing wrong with this statistic, but there is if it leads to problems in a relationship, so getting on the same page of a plan that you build together can help to avoid this. Activity. Have a chat around money with your better half and do it regularly. Don't have one? Sending hugs. Think about the conversation you will need to have in time when it is reality for you. Build a plan. Map out the next five years and your five-year goals and how you'll get there. Set a calendar reminder quarterly to review it together with your partner. Finally, lads, step up and pick a pants for yourself for once, would you? Ladies, let them decide for themselves every now and then too, yeah? If they look like a dickhead, that's just good character building for them. Luke, P.S. You're one of 1,878 recipients. Did you know? How classic is this? Nearly a third of women said that they had primary responsibility for household saving and investing decisions, but only 5% of men agreed. How good. So nearly a third, nearly one in three women, said they had primary responsibility for household saving and investment decisions, but only 5%, 1 in 20, of the blokes agreed. So there you go. Kind of sums it up, doesn't it? When building out school rebates, we would get so much inquiry from uh, the ladies who would be asking the questions. But blokes were equally interested. They would just do the old, oh, babe, saw this, thought you better sort it. And that's often what dudes will do. They'll hunt and gather information and then they'll say to their lovely partner, oh, can you please sort this? Because really, I know that you make uh, the bulk of the financial decisions around the, the house. But even... Then it's not even about just, you know, men, men and women and how they are different around finances and stuff. Um, I'm very like people are people. I don't see big differences as such between race and religion and all those types of things. So I'm always a little bit confused by some of the stories that float around and some of the angst there is between different sectors and stuff. And, you know, this is still the same whether you start a business or you end up in a sports club, on a financial board, or whatever with money involved. We all need to understand that we all come from different financial backgrounds with different ways of thinking about money, and that impacts how we make decisions. So to give you an example, in business, usually you'll invoice people and you'll pay them on a set date. So most people will stack all of their invoices and wait until that set date and pay the people that they need to on that set date. Not a second early and not a second late, you know, on that exact due date. But in a day and age where we now have internet banking and we have 
a lot more speed of transactions and we have people paying us daily, we've got direct debit, we've got credit cards, we've got all these things, people are still doing that. And they will wait until the last minute to pay their bill because you don't want them to get it before they need to, you know. And it's like, fuck, have you seen interest rates? They're not going to get your money and make a heap of interest on it. Oh, well, you know, bugger them, they don't need it. And it's like, that level of thinking is costing you more time in your head than the interest that they might be making at the other end for having your money a little bit sooner or the interest that you're foregoing for having it in your transactional account that doesn't earn interest anyway. So, But people get stuck in these ways of doing things. It's like, why not just pay it? You've got the invoices, pay it now. Be a GC, just clear it. No, 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 don't do that. You don't do that. You don't pay people early. It's not how we do things. Well, who taught you how to do things? And why do you do things the way you do them? Usually because it's come from a form of teaching and you don't ever consider or question the things that you're doing. And this is often what happens with relationships too. And one of us likes to budget, one of us doesn't. One of us likes to use cash, one of us doesn't. One of us likes to have a credit card, one of us disagrees and wants to use a debit card. One of us wants to split the bill, split the bill, not spit it. One of us wants to pay one bill and then you pay the next one. And we're all completely different. So in those times, just try and be unemotional and go, all right, there's not like a big set of emotions we need to attach to this. Let's just have a discussion about it. Hey, like I noticed that you do X, Y, Z. That's different to how I do it. How come that is? You know, have you ever thought about that? And if they start to get defensive, like, oh, sorry, like I, you know, I didn't want this to turn into an argument or a conversation where we have to defend the things that we do. I'm trying to explore and understand ways that you do things because there could be better ways for me to learn from, but I haven't been taught them yet. So that's all I'm trying to do here is just understand. It's hard to have these conversations because, again, like a lot of these things we talk about keep the changes like you don't get taught to do them and so then you just go on and carry on doing what you've maybe learnt from your parents or what you've learnt from a budgeting course or you know from people uh, around you or, or whoever like who knows you know have a think for yourself okay where did some of the things that you believe about money come from and are they you know that accurate do they serve you that well but just know that they will clash with other people's ways of doing things and you know that that's okay as well just don't get caught up in the emotion of it because at the end of the day we're all very very different people i hope that that is a very practical lesson for people and that there's something in there that they go like right that's right i need to have a conversation with my partner or someone around me where we seem to disagree about money so that you can break the back of it because often if you let it happen with one person you'll let it happen with more and that becomes frustrating for you as well so have those brave conversations and try and understand you know where people are coming from from the decisions that they make that'll help you get on a better page together and of course in that email too we talk about getting on the same page and actually having a plan and building a plan with your better half your other half whatever term you want to use your partner because you've got things to work towards together and that's important too because it creates a 
way for us to be able to measure progress and feel like we're working towards something. And us humans, we love doing that. All right, that is week number 25 done and dusted. Thanks for tuning in. Feel free to pass this on. Five-star review it. We'll see you in week number 26.